Welcome to another episode of Straight Talk with Strahan. Hey, it's Odie Strahan, and I'm having one of the most amazing days of my life. Hopefully you are too. Let's get this show started. What's going on? What's going on? Welcome to another episode of Straight Talk with Strahan. Guys, we are in for a treat. Really excited about today's episode. Uh, this gentleman just recently committed to San Jose State uh, to play uh, D1 basketball. He also started at Vacaville High School and actually just came uh, just came from a, a successful stop at Scotland uh, Campus Sports Prep. Uh, just really excited to have him on the podcast to get into his backstory, to talk about his journey, as well as you know his future with San Jose State and beyond. Just a story that I think that everybody needs to hear. So without further ado, Myron Amy, are you out there, brother? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. How you doing today, man? I'm good. I'm good. Uh... Yeah, I just had a, a busy day with just basketball and stuff like that. But I'm all good. You know, another day, another day, live another day, get better. Uh, how are you? Oh, man, I'm phenomenal, man. I appreciate that. Well, listen, man, uh, you know, I got a lot of stuff I want to get into, so I don't want to waste any time. Without further ado, let's get right into it. You ready? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sounds good, man. Hey, let me ask you, let's actually, let's back this up, man. Um, so when you were younger, what what sport, you know, obviously you, you, you thrived in basketball, but, you know, growing up, what other sports did you play, if any? I played uh, basketball, baseball, and football, uh, all three sports growing up. Gotcha, gotcha. And let me ask you this. Um, early on, was there a, a particular one amongst those sports that was actually your favorite? I mean, of course, for me, I mean, basketball was my favorite throughout. But I still shared each sport with a tremendous amount of love and, and uh, work ethic. So, I mean, it was up for grabs of what, like, my future was going to be just because, I, you know, I stood out in each and every sport. So. I mean, but of course, for me, by doing it in the back of my mind, basketball was the one for me. So, gotcha. You know, I, I always ask that because a lot of times it's actually pretty surprising where a lot of people's first, um, you know, love wasn't actually the game. What wasn't actually the sport they actually, you know, ended up taking on to that next level. You know, yeah. uh, I have a lot, I have a lot of basketball players. Surprisingly enough, that baseball was their first love, man, which always kind of throws me off a little bit. But uh, let me ask you this. Um, so when did you realize that basketball was going to be the sport that you were going to that you were going to pursue? Um, maybe in uh, my sophomore year of high school. Uh, just just uh, it was kind of hard because I mean football was right there. I didn't play baseball in high school, but it was still football. And after my sophomore year, I had to like a growth spurt. My body like changed, but it was more of like a basketball body. So I was like, man, like. I mean, football won't work with this type of body form. So I'm like, basketball is really going to be it. So I was just like, uh, I just put a crazy amount of work in basketball and just like I fell in love with the work ethic and just the game. And as I understood it and just kept being a student, it's just like, I mean, I gravitated towards it. So I just fell in love with it. Man, so it wasn't until really sophomore year that that, that was really when you uh, decided that basketball was, uh, I guess, so to speak, that when you're going to go all in at. Yeah, I mean, because I remember my dad, my dad was pushing me to, to choose football. He just thought I would be a really good football player. But I'm just like, nah, like basketball is going to be it. I just had a different type of love for it. And um, I mean, yeah, that's what I just uh, fell for. Did did your dad play football himself? Uh, my dad played baseball growing up. But he was just I mean, my family on my dad's side was uh, was all around football, like some of uh more of his cousins and all that, like play football throughout and people he grew up with, but he was more of a baseball person. Gotcha, man. Gotcha. Now I asked that because a lot of times, you know, that, you know, us dads try to 
kind of persuade our kids to kind of follow our, you know, our passion. So I got you. Yeah, yeah, that's how it is. Let me ask you this. Uh, let's get into uh, your AAU, uh, you know, your, your AAU experience. Uh, when did you start playing AAU ball? About six, seven years old. I was like the first. I started off pretty much with AAU. I didn't for basketball. I didn't really start off with city league. I mean, I did city league, but AU was really like the first club team I started playing with. Wow, you started that young, so you started at six or seven years old. AAU. Yeah, and I played. I played up to like older because I all my friends and teammate like and people that I knew were just older, so we just like forget it. Like we'll just play older and just uh, like sooner or later is gonna. Like it's gonna pay off whether or not you know if I get a lot of playing time with these kids or if I struggle, it's gonna benefit me in the future. And of course, it did. So I'm glad it, you know it went that way. Gotcha, man. Yeah, you definitely started young. I, I always make a joke that you know these days, you know uh, these kids start out the womb. You know <laughs> they do. They, you know when it comes to AU life. You know I, I have a son that plays. I'm not sure. Uh, you know if you've seen some clips of him, but he's a he's an eighth grader now, and he started at nine. And even for me. I, I think even nine was a little, I mean, at that point, I, I didn't just really think it was that necessary, but man, to hear that you started at six, that's amazing, man. Let me ask yeah. you this. Uh, let me ask you this. Um, I guess eighth grade, ninth grade and above, what, what uh, which teams did you play on? At, you know, I guess eighth grade and above, what, what teams did you play on? I uh, started off with uh, this team called Cali Stars. It was more of like a family oriented AAU team that I stuck with my whole life. So I just, I played with them my eighth grade through 10th grade year and then I mean like we weren't a big exposure team and like for me like me and my family kind of went through this like down this road like alone and trying to figure it out down the road so it was like we didn't really understand all the recruiting or how important AAU was at the time or like all that so like uh my my AAU coach I mean most recent coach Gracie I mean he happened to reach out um my junior year my junior year so he having to reach out and said yeah we're team rampage uh, i want you to come play for us and i just thought it would be a great opportunity because i was like man like the way he was talking to me and uh i knew like he was he knew how to get guys to the next level and just knew the right exposure that guys needed so i mean me and my family took that risk and, and it happened to be the best thing that happened because i mean from there we just boosted and kept developing and then sooner or later i mean it brought me to this point where i'm at now you know uh, playing the division one basketball just because uh, me and him built the bond and had a big trust so I had you know he had my back through the way uh, no matter what when we were going through good times or bad times so yeah absolutely man shout out Bracey and, and yeah. uh, team rampage obviously doing phenomenal things uh, like you said has a great track record of developing players and developing great teams and getting them to that next level uh, that being said Talk to me about the exposure that you were able to receive playing on teams like that. Like, uh, actually, did you were you able to play on any circuits at all? No, I, I'm. It was crazy because I didn't play on any circuit teams. Uh, I just we just came up from the bottom pretty much. Just like we stuck with uh, the team who just uh, or with the coach that trusted in me and wanted and wanted to see me do better things. And I mean, who started me from ground zero and worked my way up. And that was with Gracie, and I appreciate him for that. And even my past AAU coaches, you know, they they want to see me do well. But Gracie just had that platform, enough of a platform to get me there. So, yeah, I ain't played on no circuit team. I remember I tried – I went to go try out for Lake Show, and I was like, man, I was like, nah, this ain't it. And I was like, I'm going to just – if I really want it, I'm going to make enough noise with where, where I'm at. So, um, yeah, with Rampage, we just uh, – 
I mean, we 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 definitely get, got a lot of exposure. I mean, it wasn't a lot of D1s at the time when we first played. It was more like D2s and AIAs and JUCOs. So those were a lot of the schools that were, like, in contact with me at the time. And as, a, as I got better and better, you know, I mean, coaches were like, nah, don't settle. Like, don't settle. Just be patient because I know you're going to get something better. And, I mean, uh, I remember when I went to Scotland, I came back, and we just played in most of these recent tournaments, and I started blowing up there. That's when more of the – the, the D1s were like really interested and saw my film and I was able to, you know, just to blow up off that. So, I mean, that's why I, that for me, I feel like for any kid out there, I mean, it doesn't take an EYBL or a circuit team to make it out. Cause I mean, me and Bracey proved prove that wrong, you know, cause I mean, we're, look at where we at. Cause I remember just after one tournament that I had, I mean, that's when San Jose hit me. I mean, at other schools, uh, but San Jose is the one who pulled the trigger, but it just shows that, you know, if you, if you're really that good and you put enough work and you got the right trust and the right coaches around you, I mean, anything's possible from there. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize outside of the EYBL, uh, you could get on and play actually in the Adidas Gauntlet, Adidas and uh, Under Armour, you know, circuit. You could play in those tournaments without being a sponsored team. Uh, yeah. A lot of people, a lot of people don't realize that. It's just a matter of you know just work. You just gotta like you know, from you just gotta really just grind and work your way from the bottom. I mean. That's just where really where it starts, you know. And I could say Team Rampage came, you know, we came from a lot, you know. We used to have had play tournaments with five players, you know, like it just was that bad at times. So I mean, we came up, and now we got the opportunity to get kids out, and and luckily that's what we're doing now. So let me ask you this, uh, you know, being that you you know you you did play with Rampage, and you were able, I know you guys were able to play in some you know nice nice showcase tournaments. Talk to me about some mm -hmm. of the top level competition. Uh, not only teams, but actual individuals that you were battle uh, with during your AAU time. Yeah, my junior year, going to my uh, senior year, my junior year, um, we ended up playing against uh, the Oakland Soldiers EYBL team against Jalen Green uh, and all them, all, all them big time, all them big time kids. And I mean, yeah, we lost, we got blown out, but it was the way you know. It's good to just play in those type of games for for the future and just the, you know, like I mean, of course they put us in a position to make us lose you know you know how tournaments are with those but we played against that team uh we hey, they, they, they had dior on that team huh yeah they they had they, yeah, yeah yeah everybody was on the team yeah so, yeah oh yeah <laughs> and i mean we were undersized we were you know everything but we kept fighting and battling and we we not the time to, we not the type to back away so it was good for us to go through something like that and uh uh i mean from the future on i mean from the tournaments from that until the, uh, the summer, I mean, we just blew up. We just took off. I mean, we went to Dallas and uh, faced some really good competition out there and ended up winning the tournament. I mean, along the way, we played some tough teams and ended up winning, I mean, with six or seven players. I mean, that's just what it was. But we didn't really care who we faced. We just knew at the end of the day, we wanted to get to the next level. So what was going to help us and uh, get us to the next level? So that's what, what our mindset was. That's what I love about you, man. I, I love the dog in you that you don't, you know, you don't, you don't care who it really is, uh, you know, uh, across the way from you. That it, it's just basketball. You know, you got to compete. Uh, mm -hmm. That being said, you know, you got someone like Jalen Green that's arguably, uh, let's, let's call it top three pick in this 2021 NBA draft. Yeah. You know, you, you think about Cade, Evan Mobley, probably top two, maybe top three, you know, whatever it may be, but top three. Uh, talk to me at the time, you know, he was a junior at that time when you, when you played him. Uh, what about him stood out to you? Uh. I can obviously tell at a young age, he understood a lot of the game. And that's why I really look at. And as he kept developing, I, I, I mean, I looked at him while he was at prolific and I, uh, 
he really, for him, I could really say he had that dog in him too, carrying through that prolific season. I mean, I watched all the episodes, so I, that's why I really admire, admire of him as well. But um, my goal is to try to get to where he's gonna, where he's gonna be at, you know, so I can, you know, see him again and show him I'm a different guy than what I was, you know, back when I played him the first time, because you, you know, I want him to remember my face and my name, because probably don't even remember even playing me. But that's my goal. But I really admire, admire how, uh, how he, how he. Uh, treats the game and how he attacks it so I mean uh, props to him though for real because he's doing he's doing his thing absolutely um I had his coach uh, you know Joey Fuga who's you know director yeah. of Lake Show I had him on when he actually just got done coaching him at Prolific at that you know uh, before Joey left Prolific and and the same thing he said and he really admired he actually said the one thing that's overlooked about Jalen is his basketball IQ on how much mm -hmm. he understands the game um yeah. and so I yeah um right on man well let, let's go ahead and pivot man uh because definitely sounds like uh through you know uh team rampage you were able to get some good exposure out there you're able to get some travel in you're also able to you know play some top level competition which is always good so you can kind of see where you're at you know against these top because i mean that's a different mentality some people um you know they get awestruck when they when they play these big teams but others like, like yourself um it like i said just gives you it gives you a platform to actually show that you, you belong uh, with them and, and, and it really it really just you know allows you to really uh you know just realize where you're at and what you need to improve on and what you need to do to get to that level let me ask you this uh let's pivot and uh let's get into uh you know your time at you know vacaville high school uh talk to me about that transition to high school basketball how was that for you um i mean since i played up my whole life uh i mean but high school wasn't too much of a difference for me. I mean, coming out as a freshman, I had earned my stripes. I, I mean, I wasn't originally from Vacaville. I went to school all in Fairfield, if anybody knows where that is. But so going to Vacaville, nobody knew where I was, knew, you know, they just knew I was a little small guy on the court, but they recognized that I had energy, confidence, and and all that stuff, all the little stuff to become something better than what I was looked at. So freshman, of course, I played as a freshman. I worked my way up to quick to JV. And then at the end of the season, I got a chance, you know, to the price with the varsity team when they had their running playoffs. And then as next year, I got, I uh, started on varsity pretty much the whole season. And from there, I mean, I would, I played my role. I knew what my role was, but I mean, the, the trust and uh, the faith that the guys had in me at certain moments, you know, that showed that, um, you know, I could be something in the future and that kind of uplifted me in a way. So that next year, the junior year, I had to, I had to take over as a leader in the, uh, in the, uh, the leader in the starting role. And just uh, try to help the younger guys. We had a lot of younger guys, so that that season was rough just because we were kind of all in new roles. We were trying to figure each other out. So I mean, I did what I had to do it, but there was more times that we struggled than we had good times. So then, I mean, that all that whole story before led up to my senior year, and that's why I feel like that's what really helped me broke break out and have an outstanding senior year because I mean, leadership. I mean, my uh, little things, and then of course I worked. My work ethic was, you know, uh, uh, something else at the time. So, I mean, uh, so, of course, like, the big intangibles came to play, which was scoring and uh, with, with defense or whatever whatever it may be, you know. So that's when it really just showed. And, I mean, everybody saw, like, okay, then he can go past with uh, – go past high school basketball and go play major college basketball. I mean, so uh, for me to just improve and develop every year, into something new and something better than what people expect me to be uh, really show just the type of person I am.
uh, not even on the basketball court, but also outside the basketball court. So that was really good, I feel like. Yeah, talk to me about – you mentioned it just now. Talk to me how your role changed from year after year uh, during high school. Uh, so my freshman year, of course, when I played like my freshman JV, uh, uh, guys did look for me to to be a floor general and score at times, but it wasn't just, you know, like I had the green light. Of course, it was just get others involved, and when I got it, take my shot. Sophomore year was the same case. Sophomore year was more of just like the energy guy, the defensive guy. And then when I got my shot, you know, take it. Cause we had a lot of older guys, like everybody on our team was a senior. We only had two sophomores and it was me and one of my other teammates. And um, so of course I was the younger guy and I just had to play my role, whatever the guys wanted me to do. And then junior year, they all left. So we, I'm like, and my other sophomore teammate left to transfer school. So I was only returning a uh, player. So, I mean, I had to get thrown in the fire and become, you know, the star player. And at the same time, help these younger guys. We had a bunch of sophomores come up, help these younger guys, you know, understand the game at, at my pace and what, what we want to uh, what we want to become. So that whole year was kind of like uh, it was kind of just like a journey, you know, trying to find out who we are. It wasn't I mean, we treated it like a season, of course, but it was just like, you know, let's let's try to get on track for next year. So then the next year, everything came together. I was already prepared for everything. I already, we pretty much faced the same teams as we did the previous year. So I already knew what teams, uh, I expected what teams to do and they didn't expect for me to do because I, I worked so hard that off season and just uh, everything paid off from the get go. Um, so yeah, just everything came to play, leadership, scoring, defense. Uh, I mean, just all the little stuff, hustle plays, uh, anything. I mean, it just, uh, it showed on the stat book and off the ships, off the stat book for me. So that's why, uh, my senior year went the way it did just because all the things that happened before and I was able to put it all together in just one season. No, absolutely, man. I know you really, you really came into your own uh, the last two years. I mean, especially, you know, your senior year uh, from an individual standpoint, talk to me about, well, actually, no, it didn't even be for team or individual. It's up to you. Uh, talk to me about some of the biggest highlights that you had while, while at Vacaville. Uh, most of them happened at my senior year. Uh, I want to say, I mean, my first, my first game of the first, uh, my, our first game of that season for my senior year, uh, end up getting catching a body, uh, which kind of just set off the season right away, just because like I let people know that I'm here and that I'm a different type of player, and I mean it just blew up from there, and then people expected more. more me came to uh, more people came to our games, and that's when people like really saw that I was, you know, it was easy to see, uh, it was easy for them to see how uh, how much skill and how much you know talent I got towards the sport. So from there, I mean, uh, it took off. And then when we had our big games during league and everybody expected us to lose, we, um, I mean, we, we changed that. I mean, because we just outplayed them. I made sure my teammates were prepared. Uh, now I, I prepared more myself. So, I mean, I had outstanding games and helped help my teammates, you know, uh, perform at a high level as well. So we were able to make some upsets happen. And I was happy to lead them and be a part of that success. Absolutely, man. Catching a body to start off your senior season is definitely a way to set the tone. Uh, you mm -hmm. know, let everybody let everybody know what they're, what they're in for the rest of the season. Absolutely. You put up monster numbers your senior year, 27, four and five. Um, I mean, just had a phenomenal, you know, just, you know, season from top to bottom, offensive, defensive side, getting people involved, just amazing numbers. And I know it's a direct reflection, like you mentioned multiple times already on this podcast of the hard work and dedication you, you know, you put into uh, your game into your craft, into, you know, even your, you know, the, you know, into your body, the physicality of it, your agility, 
Um, but I do want to talk about something specifically when it comes to, you know, someone that was, you know, very instrumental to your success. And the reason how you and I got linked up is uh, Mr. GGT himself, Mr. Mark Jeffries, right? Who I actually had on the podcast. My, uh, uh, it's been a while. I think he was on maybe, I'd say uh, uh, two months ago, three months ago. But talk to me about talk to me about that relationship and how you know how that got formed. Hey, quick break here. Sorry to interrupt the podcast, but we'll get right back to it. When it comes to your CBD, quality matters. For all natural relief, visit simplegardencbd.com. If 2020 taught us anything, it's how important our mental and physical health is. Simple Garden CBD specializes in third-party lab-tested, premium-quality CBD products that deliver consistent potency and purity you can count on. Utilizing industry-best extracting methods and ingredients, Simple Garden CBD is proof that not all CBD is created equal. Go check out their amazing lineup of premium CBD vapes, great-tasting full-spectrum, and THC-free tincture oils, as well as their delicious Delta 8 gummies that are absolutely amazing. And don't forget, they also carry some of the latest vape battery technology and designs on the market. So shop now at SimpleGardenCBD.com and use discount code STRAYHAN15 and save 15% on your order. That's right, I said it. Save 15% on your order using discount code STRAYHAN15. Get your order in now and experience the amazing benefits of premium quality CBD for yourself. Add Simple Garden CBD to your health and wellness regimen today. Real CBD, real results. Uh, I met Mark through a friend, um, my, I want to say after it was right after my junior year, maybe during, maybe like late junior year, but I definitely didn't start training with him seriously until after my junior year. Um, my friend, I remember he kept bugging me to come to this trainer. I ain't never had a trainer, real, like a real trainer before. So I was like, you know, I was like, uh, I mean, cause I, I was, I feel like I was reaching success and all that without his trainer. So I was like, um, is it worth it? I don't know. Maybe I, I can keep working on it myself, but. I was like, one day I was like, I'll go test them out. I mean, it was obviously it was God's plan because I was just like, I was, I bought in. I was like, all right, I'll go see what he's about. And I remember the first time he invited us to an open gym and we came late. You know, he, he was a ride, he was our ride. And, and uh, like my friend's parents were supposed to give us a ride and they came late. So we was like, we, we came late. We was like, oh, like, we didn't really get a chance to play. So then I was like, man, he ain't really going to train me. And then uh, I remember that he, we got came back another time when we were actually just training no open gym. And then uh he just like you know like the stuff he told me after the training session and uh i was like man like he actually believes in me and then uh and wanted me to keep coming back and you know just uh experiment uh experiment him as a trainer and stuff like that so i mean we kept coming back kept coming back and sooner or later i mean we built a bond you know over just a few months and it was just like man like me and him could really do something out of this. You know, he believed in me and I believed in him. Like we both trying to get to the top together past, you know, uh, past all this high school or college stuff. You know, we trying to both go to the league. So um, I think that's what really bonded us together. And then, I mean, over the years, we just kept stacking and stacking the work. And then, uh, I mean, we just came close where basketball wasn't even really a part of it. It was just like me and him were just like, that's like, you know, uncle and I'm nephew, you know, in a way, you know, like I know more, his family, you know, my family where, you know, they just one call away. So, I mean, it was really a blessing for, for that to happen. And I'm, I'm glad that, you know, me and him uh, are the way we are. It's definitely a special bond. It's funny. Cause I met Mark. I live in Elk Grove and he actually was in Elk Grove with his kids. It was just him and his two kids. And uh, I want to say the youngest one is his son, right? Yeah. So little man was actually still in the little carrier, you know, and it's uh -huh. funny because he, I, I, I had seen, um, 
you know, a GD t-shirt, God-given talent. You know, for me, it stood out. Uh, my household, you know, we're, we're a Christian household, you know, big believers here. And so it really stood out. And we were just talking. And one thing that he that he boasted about when we were talking, because I told him, you know, I coach AAU at a, at a basketball team and my son plays. But one thing he boasted about, even back then, just to let you know, he said, and man, that had to be when he just first met you, actually, now that I think about it, is that he actually boasted, he spoke life into it back then. I kid you not. He said, and I'm on the verge of saying my first, uh, my first uh, kid to D1. This kid named Myron Amy. I'm trying to tell you, he said it back then. And so, uh, I, I, I mean, thinking about it now with the timeline, in fact, we, have, we, we might have to reach back out to uh, Mark and figure that out. But I'm pretty sure that's when he just first started training you, just to let you know. So, I mean, so when, you, when you're talking about that he had belief in you, I'm yeah, telling yeah. you right now, I can attest to it, brother. Like, he literally, he said that. I mean, because I remember I remember the name. I was like, okay, yeah, I'll look you up. And I remember he had added me on Instagram that same day and, and what have you. And then I had already seen, you know, you know him. And he's Mr. Highlight, you know, Mr. Mr. Mixtape. I already had seen some videos on you and what have you. So, yeah, man, he's, he's, he's been believing you for some time. And no, it's a really special bond. It's great to see, man, because, you know, there's very few times, um, you know, in life where you have someone that really believes in you like that. I mean, probably believed, believed in you at one point more than you believed in yourself, you know. And that's, yeah. you know, it's, it's really, really special when you, you see, uh, when you have something like that. And you got to remember, um, my favorite def definition of success is to find someone that has what you want and have them show you how they did it. And you, and, and Mark's, Mark's, uh, you know, uh, you know, journey was unconventional as well, but he played overseas, he played pro ball, you know? Mm -hmm. So obviously for you to be able to learn directly from someone like that, it, you know, is a blessing in itself. T this is what I really admire about both of you guys. Both of you guys are actually, I mean, you guys grind, man. I, I call it eight to faint. Actually, I even say eight to faith, you know, till when God tells us to stop, you know what I mean? So you can take that if you want, MJ, just give me credit for it. Okay. No, I'm, I'm messing with you, man. I'm messing <laughs> with you. I'm messing with you. Hey, but, uh, eight to faith though, man, keep that. But, uh, yeah. But take me through, take me through a routine, though, man. Take me through a, a daily routine because I know you guys get it in bright and early and everything else. Take me through a daily routine for you guys. Uh, we start at uh, four thirty in the morning. We lift. We go lift in the uh, in the gym, and then after we go get some shots up or whatever kind of weakness. If I we're going to have kind of weakness or we feel like we need to strengthen or just perfect, then we go work on that. And right after we uh, shoot to the park for a group session at six six thirty, uh, we do that. And then, uh, then we break loose. I mean, for me, I go get some extra training in with my with Bracy, with my AAU coach. I go like right after about eight, you know, train with him for an hour. Then we'll get back together in the afternoon about three o'clock, train from three to four thirty. Maybe get some extra shots up after. And then, uh, and then for me, I just go get some shots up at the gym late late at night, just to, uh, just to end the day. So. So it's a, it's a full-time job, basically, man. You're, 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 yeah, you're already, you're already, you're already living the professional basketball player schedule. You're, you're ready. You're already stepping into it. Yeah. I love it, man. I know. I love it. Talk to me about some uh, success principles or some, you know, critical things that Mark has taught you uh, throughout the years. Uh, one thing I keep, uh, keep in my mind that he just always says is um, act like a pro, think like a bro, think like a pro and look like a pro. Uh, I mean, I'm not there yet, but, you know, if you treat life like that as an athlete, especially as an athlete, I go for all athletes. I mean, you, you can you like start to feel the difference and you start to grow, you know, without you even knowing, because I mean, even when you step outside, uh, like for me, I know like people still look at me as this kind of guy, like when I step outside or if they see me, you know, I gotta, I can't get caught slipping or doing something silly, you know, cause that can go. That can, you know, you know, social media has power these days, so it can, you know, take a turn for the worse. That's why I just always feel like I got to present myself as as if I was on the court, as they see me on the court. I got to present myself the same way. 
just as I'm off the court. So, I mean, and even on the court, I got to like, when we train, even though I could mess up or, you know, uh, have had bad days, I, I still got to, you know, you know, you don't see pros always pout or, you know, be cussing or stuff like that when they mess up, you know, they just still uh, have the same uh, mindset as if they was making 20 shots in a row. So that's how I got to treat the game. I mean, for him, the advice, most of the advice he gives me is not about the skills, about the mental part. So, I mean, my mental has strengthened over the years, but I mean, even still to this day, you know, I'm, I'm just, a, I'm just hard on myself because I want to be the best version I can be every day. So, I mean, uh, for him, he, the best advice he gives me is, is just the mental part. I mean, uh, so, and we're both big on Kobe and he was like the biggest, I mean, his mentality was, was the best I feel like, uh, in the world and that just goes for life and basketball so yeah no that's great man uh, it reminds me what I, what, I, what I tell a lot of my players and uh, even my son you know you got to act as if you're right you got to act as if as if you're that pro player you know you got you can't wait till you become that person to start acting like that person you got you got you guys uh, you got what's that it's good to start when you're young so you be prepared you know uh, that's what he tries no, to absolutely start. No, absolutely. And I, and I think that's the most important part. I think, I think, uh, you know, athletic ability and everything else, skill set's important, but also what's in between your ears and that mindset is just as important, you know? Um, let's, let's back up a little bit. Let's get into your recruitment after, you know, after that massive, you know, uh, senior year. Um, I know, you, like I said, you had a great senior year. Uh, tell me about some of the, uh, the teams, uh, you know, if, you know, whoever they were that were heavy on you um, after your senior year. Um. Nobody was really heavy on me or recruiting wise. I mean, uh, my 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 high school coach would try to reach out and send some highlights to some colleges, but of course they, I mean, we're small. We were like not big named high school, so of course they wouldn't show no no concern. And then, uh, I mean, along the way, Sac, Sac Sac State came came out came just came just knocking, and because uh, we were kind of all set, we were kind of all set with the prep thing and then Sac State came and then we were like wait hold on if we need to get a full ride at D1 scholarship right now we'll just take it I mean and then that was like the one and only school pretty much that was really like uh trying and trying and was felt like we was about they was about to offer but they didn't and then after that I mean University of Portland of course uh with coach Ben Johnson he was over there he's the one who recruited me um and he, I remember him giving me a like a tour of the campus on FaceTime and stuff like that. So I thought they were going to end up offering as well, but they just they went with older kids. I mean, uh, but I mean, I understood. I, I that's like the first time me understanding like you know the politics of recruitment, recruitment how it works and all that stuff. So I mean, uh, it hurt at first, but I mean, I knew the that I deep down knew that prep school, that prep route would be the best thing for me if I took it and. I mean, it turned out to be it turned out to be like one of the best things that happened because my development through that through that season and just just boosted and I mean got me where I am now. So no, absolutely, man. Uh side note, shout out Sac State though. Coach Katz, Coach Katz was on the pod himself. Uh obviously a major shout out to them. But uh man, that would have been nice to see you out here locally, that's for sure. But uh, you know, things happen for a reason. Uh, which is you know, I, I want people to understand this. So you know, my guy averaged 27 plus a game. <laughs> I mean, he put up, you know, four and three, and, 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 you know, I'm pretty sure I'm missing some blocks and steals that you had, you know, two, two per game as well. And, 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 and you literally had no D ones uh, reaching out. 
that, nope. and no D one's reaching out. So I want to make. I mean, I just I, I want that, that to sink in. Because listen, at the end of the day, I get it. Vacaville's a small school, but guess what? There's other smaller schools that you know kids are coming out of. You know, and and and, and at that point, uh, MJ, you're about what six two, six three, right? At that point, you're still six three. Stretching. I've been six two. All right, six two. So I mean, I get it. What I'm trying to get at is this: uh, Are you? I mean, as a combo guard, do you necessarily pass the eye test at six two? And I get it. It's it's borderline, right? But but the point is. You weren't like a, a five nine, five ten guard. You know, you're a six two, a solid six two. You you're built. I mean, you're solid. You're not. You're not. You, you don't got a thin frame by any means. And you have yeah. athletic ability. And you have athletic ability. You could get up there. You just say you caught a body. You caught more than one body, right? And mm-hmm. after, uh, what I'm trying to get at is this. All that being said, no D one offers. Very little interest. So, and I say that just to really impress upon everybody out there listening. You know, if you're out there and you, you know you look, you aspire to go D one. I just one thing I love about uh, you know. Uh, MJ's story is the fact that you know is a lot of people would have stopped right there you know I mean what more what more what more could you ask of yourself than to put up 27 you know four four whatever it may be and obviously you know lead a team that was probably shouldn't have won as many games as they should have to you know to a very successful season uh, a lot of people would have just stopped you know a lot of people let's just be honest a lot of people would just stopped got discouraged uh, but but I, but I am glad that obviously you know with you what, what I really like about this is the belief. You never lost belief, and which we're, we're, we're going to talk about. Uh, but talk to me about, so once the, the, the Sac State, um, you know, situation didn't go through, uh, talk to me about your decision to go to, to Scotland uh, for prep school. Uh, me Scotland, and, yeah. Me and Mark already talked about in the back of our mind before senior season, we, like, already had a realistic idea, like, even though you might do this or that, Offers still might not come just because, you know, you're a late bloomer. I didn't have nothing coming out of junior year. So it's like, it was kind of unlikely come like me. Something just happened in like my senior year, no matter what happened. So we just had it in the back of my mind. But of course, we still believe we were still, we could still get a D1. And um, when the season ended, I mean, it was, I mean, nothing was really happening. No, no recruitment was happening for us. So we was like, he had a, uh, the, one of the coaches over there at Scotland, Coach Sullivan Brown, uh, actually went to college with Will Mark. So that's how they connected. And that's how I basically got connected for uh, to go to Scotland, Scotland Prep. I also could have went to um, to GSP, uh, the post-grad uh, school at for Prolific Prep, because I, I knew a coach from over there too. But uh, just Scotland was just, I feel like would have been best for me, would have prepared me for to, to leave home, just in case I had to leave home for, really leave home for, for college. Um, it would have been nice to go play some East Coast basketball, I mean, everything, I was just like, all right, let me just, you feel me? What can go wrong? So we end up uh, taking that route, and yeah. Let me ask you this, and this is straight talk now. Uh, where yeah. was your belief at at that point? Because like I said, many, once again, I got to reiterate, many would have been discouraged at not having any D1 offers. Uh, like I said, and you had a great, successful career, man. I mean, that's like I said, I mean, you had a great senior year, uh, and you, you, you showed improvements, like I said. At, you know, at every, you know, at every part of your, every aspect of your game. Uh, but knowing all that and despite the success and that you were overlooked, where was your belief at, though? Where was your belief in that? You know what? I'm still a D1 player. There's something that, that you know, I know I know I have what they don't see. You know, where was your belief at? Uh, my, it was it was Mark. Mark kind of kept throwing it in my mind. He was like, it's not you. Um, it, it's just like it's just like, you know, just how your story is. It's going to be a bigger and my our thing was like this is gonna be this is gonna be the best story this best story in the future that anyone has ever told. So my thing was yeah, 
uh, I've been fighting through adversity before, so this was just another thing in the road. So my thing was just uh, go from zero offers to 15, you know, you know, that's that's just my mindset. So and I knew Scotland had that platform where they could really happen, you know. So me just going over there, I was like, man, I'm going to just make so much noise. They like my thing was like they going to want me to go straight from the league from there. That's how I was. <laughs> <laughs> You know, but, you know, and it happened, but, you know, look at where I got my, I, I reached my goal and where I am now. That's the thing. So that's how my mindset was. And that's why I was like, I'm just going to make everybody regret it. You know, I had so much pent up emotion and anger that, you know, I just took that. I just carried that with me. No, I love it, man. Turning that negative energy into, you know, to positive energy. You know, uh, you know, they always say massive success is the greatest revenge, you know, at the end of the day. So, I, no, I love it, man. No, I love it. Talk to me about Scotland. Uh, talk to me about, you know, the transition to Scotland, you know, on and off the court, because obviously at that point now you're away from home. Uh, talk to mm. me about that transition. Um, in the beginning, I go, it was it was hard. But of course, you know, that's what this was expected. But once I adjusted, you know, I just made it my own. Uh, I mean. Uh, I I mean, the, my workout schedule over there was true. I mean, I don't even know how looking back. I don't know how I you know got through days because I was just really just, you know, so hungry to get better. I mean, when I first went there, I did, of course I didn't have a name. And, and most of these guys, you know, have EYBL sweatsuits and just walking in all like, like they like that and stuff like that. And I'm just coming in like, damn, just, you know, small, small Fairfield, small Vacaville. They don't even know where that is. Either. You know, I tell them California, they automatically think LA. I'm, I'm, I'm nowhere near it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it was like, uh, I'm just really going to, first I knew I was like, I'm going to have to make my presence known with how my work ethic and that, that that's how they knew of me was my work ethic. So uh, in the beginning, that's just all I kept pounding on. I just kept pounding on my my game and try to turn my weaknesses and strengths and my strengths to perfection. So that was the biggest thing. That was like the first semester. And even in the first semester, I was I was kind of over. I'm gonna say overlooked because I wasn't really producing how I, how I should have been. But at the same time, I was still developing. So uh, I mean, I remember there's like there's three there's three prep teams on uh, at, at Scotland. And I was on the second one and I was set to be locked in for the second one for like the whole year. That's what their mindset was. And then when I, when I came back over break for the second semester, I mean, my confidence, my confidence had boosted. Uh, I just felt so good about myself that, I mean, I just came in and just shocked them right away and uh, happened. To, and then they put me on the national team and I worked my way up and then ended up being a starter. And then I just end up, you know, end up leading and scoring by the end of the season. So, I mean, uh, that 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 just that journey just, you know, that's all I needed really to for for my future because they gave me a confidence boost that, man, no matter what or who is in the way, like I'm a, I'm gonna find my way around it and I'm gonna get they gonna feel the best in me, you know. I like that, man. Still working for everything you got, nothing given, you know, even though you're out there and uh, you still haven't earned, you know, everything you received and continue to obviously show the type of player that you are. Let me ask you this: What was the initial difference that you saw firsthand? with the competition that you face there as opposed to high school? Um, it was definitely more physical, sped up. The game was more sped up. And that's why I kind of had to change my training. Just like, I mean, I kind of already went went hard during training, but of course I'll take like some small drills off, but uh, I couldn't do that over there. Like I had to make sure everything was precise. Everything was, I went hard game speed and that I couldn't take any plays off or any, any days off or any, you know, drills off. So that's my, that was my mindset 
I mean, I had to fix that. And once I did, I just I, I saw my game develop more quickly than other guys because other guys didn't approach the same same uh, approach the game the same way. So, yeah. Um, and once I adjusted to that and just figured out like what I can be great on the court at and that and that just I mean, of course, you have little good things on the court, but. I mean, what's going to be great and you're going to what's going to stand out over others and what's going to keep you in the game. I think that when I found that out, then that's what, what when my game finally boosted. And then when I was able to show my other stuff on the court, when I got enough minutes or, you know, got enough trust or confidence, then that's when I really just took off. No, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Talk to me about Coach Cheney, Coach Brown. What were your uh, first impressions of them? And what were some? Uh, so, what was the, what was your first impression of them? First of all, and then when it, when it was all said and done, what, what were some of the major takeaways that you took from them? Oh, hey, quick break here. Sorry to interrupt the podcast, but we'll get right back to it. Just want to know: Are you looking for a barber? If so, come check out Jeremy McGuire, also known as Cuts by Mags, at Puzzles Barbershop, located at twenty one twenty four El Camino Avenue in the Sacramento area. Puzzles is a barbershop with great vibes and great barbers. Our goal at Puzzles is to make sure you leave sharper than you walked in. Cuts by Mags is an upcoming barber who is passionate and dedicated to making your cut experience better, cleaner, and long-lasting. He can do it all from razor lineups, tapers, fades, and so much more. Make sure to check him out on Instagram at Cuts by Mags or text him at 916-505-2401. Again, that's 916-505-2401. Feel free to reach out. He'll be happy to answer your questions. He is currently by appointment only but has a flexible schedule. Mention Straight Talk with Straight Hand and receive $10 off any service. Looking forward to seeing some new faces and make sure to give him a follow on Instagram at Cuts by Mag. That's C-U-T-Z-B-Y-M-A-G-Z. Yeah, I mean, Coach Taney, my first person, Coach Taney, I was like, man, he don't like nobody. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I don't, it don't matter what I'm going to do. I ain't going to impress him. And I was like, man, it's going to take, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take something. I was like, he ain't really talked, no, he ain't talked nobody off, like, after practice or off the court. I mean, he only yelled at us when we were on the court. But uh, and then Coach Sully, I mean, Coach Sully was hard on me because he wanted the best for me. But I mean, at the same time, uh, he he, I mean, he, for him, it, he was just there like to pick me up at times. But of course, I'm I'm I was supposed to mature myself there, so he didn't tell me too much. He would just you know let me be on my own and just like you got to figure this out on your own, and which I did. I fear, I finally did. But I, remember, I realized in the second semester when everything started coming together for me. I kind of got their, you know, attention and respect that like, man, like, okay, he could really play like he can do something at the next level too. So, I mean, I remember Coach Taney at the end of the uh, season, I mean, I started targeting him more and then he was just, I mean, he admired me for my work ethic and I was one of the most improved guys. And he also just told me like, uh, for from here, like from here into the future, no matter what, where you at, don't play, don't play with the chip on your shoulder, play with a boulder, you know, like you really got to like, um, give it your all every time on the court. And I think he saw that in me that I, you know, I didn't care who was on the court. I was going to give it my all. And then I had to, I had to just the dog in me. So that's one thing I took from him. And then Sully, I mean, I mean, Sully's just one of those guys, you know, anything he says, I just got to take from, because I know he knows a lot about the game and he's been around it so much as well. So, I mean, I know them, those two are going to be, um, they, they're going to call me. They're going to text me and just uh, keep in, Keep giving, feeding me information in my mind that I'm going to keep on taking. No, absolutely, man. It sounds like, obviously, it was a uh, a stop in the journey. Uh, you know, it's part of your story that's going to be very 
uh, pivotal, pivotal and critical to your success. You know, that, that obviously took you to another level. Uh, talked about, talk to me real quick before we transition is uh, talk to me about the type of success you were able to have, like specifically on the court while in Scotland. Um, I was into, I end up being, you know, like I end up being known for just, you know, being able to put the ball in the basket, like whenever we needed, you know, a bucket, you know, I was that guy to be able to go get one. Uh, I was mainly just like my shooting ability at one point. I mean, it was just like, man, like uh, I could have missed. I mean, when I got on the streak, it was like, I mean, it, it was game over. I was able, I mean, I remember one point I had 24 points in one half. You know, it got to a point like that. I had like eight threes or something like that, you know? So, I mean, it was, that was just all from the work ethic before. And it just came at such a perfect timing in the season that, I mean, they could have taken me out the game at times when we got in those pivotal situations. So I was, I was just glad I was able to be trusted. And then also my defense and energy is what also really kept me on the court because I able to play both ends is really important at the next level. And I understood that and I took that into uh, consideration. And that's when I, I feel like my game turned around and boosted because, I mean, you don't see too many people out there who's able to affect the game on both ends. But for me, I want to be able to be that person. So, yeah. Absolutely, man. So it sounds like, you know, you were able to you know, just uh, show that you're able to just compete at a high level, but also be able to perform you know, on both ends of the court, because you're right, you know, that, that two-way player is not, it's an anomaly these days, you know, and we don't have that, you know, we don't have that as much, we don't have as many people to take that pride on the defensive side as much as they do on offense. Everybody obviously loves the offensive side. Uh, talk to me about, you know, your recruitment once your time at Scotland, you know, uh, you know, ended and, 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 and that opened up. Talk to me how, talk to me about the schools that, you know, were interested, uh, that, you know, that were looking at you uh, before you committed to San Jose State. Um, and it's crazy. I mean, due to COVID and all that stuff, uh, I mean, my recruitment was still kind of just shaky uh, coming out of Scotland. I mean, I I tried not to think about it during the season because I knew it would have messed my mind up and I didn't want that. I just wanted to play my game and have fun with it. But I mean, after the season, I mean, I came even when I came back home, I expected some phone calls some texts from somebody. But I mean, even then, it wasn't even really popping off. Uh, I mean, there were schools. Uh, like who text and be like, you know, say hi, say hi, introduce themselves, but they weren't consistent with, you know, so I knew like, okay, like they obviously, you know, are not really all in with for me. So, I mean, I just took it day by day when I got back home from training and I kept, I kept playing AAU because I'm like, I might as well, you know, just keep trying to put my name out there and make more noise to try to wake them up, you know? And then I remember the most recent tournament we had a couple of weeks ago in Phoenix, um, and just, you know, just so happened, like, I just, I had tremendous numbers. I mean, I had tremendous games. We went for, we ended up going four and one with five, six players and uh, had some really tough competition. And just finally, like, it woke somebody up. I mean, uh, you, I remember USF had hit me after, and then San Jose was, was also a school uh, that hit me after that tournament. Uh, so, and I remember the very next day after that tournament, they ended, that's when San Jose stayed off of me, so. I was really happy and blessed that finally came after all the hard work and all that. Man, that's kind of that's kind of ironic that uh, the irony behind that is that you know uh, you you came from a or, uh, you know organization that wasn't you know a circuit team. Uh, you said you weren't really as big. You know, you you guys were self-made. I mean, you weren't really you know too aware of you know the AAU game. You guys had to kind of figure out on your own. But the irony of it is is that ultimately though the end game is. Uh, the school that ended up offering you 
in the in the in the school that you ended up going with, you know, the where they where they found you at was at an AAU tournament. Yeah, it's kind of funny how that all works out, huh? Yeah, it does. Cause you go, it was kind of because I'm like, man, it's like, it's like hard to believe. Like I went through all that, even at Scotland, put up all these numbers and stuff like that. But but really, you know, what really got me, you know, that quick one was just, you know was just playing in that tournament. And I remember before my parents were so iffy about me playing in that tournament because I played in so many before that, like back-to-back weekends. So, I mean, they didn't want my body to be exhausted. And I remember that first, the very first game of that tournament, I sprained my ankle, but I kept playing on it because we had limited amount of players. And I'm like, nah, I just got to keep playing. And some just urged me to keep playing. And it's just crazy how something, like, actually came out of that one, you know, and I didn't have so many days, so many nights where I'm like, Right. You know, I just gave him I, I mean, I always give him my all, but I'm like, man, like, you know, I'm just waiting. But yeah, no, hey, hey you got to stay ready. You ain't got to get ready. Right. And that's what yeah. it came down to. You never you, you never know. I mean, like I said, you went through all this, went to prep school, came back to get discovered. What was it? A, was that the facility? Was that the facility? Right. The tournament? Uh, the tournament was at uh, ACU, Arizona Christian University. Oh, OK. OK. Gotcha. 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 Right on, man. So so you commit to San Jose State. Let me ask you this. Uh, have you ever even been on that campus? Did you ever, you know, have you taken any campus visits, even virtual, you know? What's crazy is uh, a few years back for my school, just for Vacaville, I was in this avid program where it was like, you know, it was like college-based, you know, uh, it was helping us get through college academically without sports. So we took a visit to San Jose State and I remember I fell in love with the campus. I was like, man, like if I just had to go to school, just pick a school to try to get into, I would just pick, I, I would have picked, that's where I would have wanted to go was San Jose. So the fast forward for them to offer me with basketball, I mean, that was like, man, it was like a dream, you know? So I was like, and I, I mean, I've seen the campus before. I know how it is. So I was just like, oh, this is going to be fun, you know? No, absolutely, man. Like, I, I know I congratulated you beforehand, but definitely congrats on that. Obviously, you know, hard, you know, hard work to get there. Definitely, you know, uh, took uh, an orthodox route, but, you know, you know, you got it done. You kept that belief, kept the work, and the work ethic was there. Um, kept on giving yourself uh, opportunities. That's the thing. You, kept, you, you didn't stop playing. You didn't, you know, you, you didn't stop, you know, uh, you didn't stop the pursuit of that dream of yours because you just never know when it's going to happen for you, you know? Um, and that's, and, and ultimately, that's how it Ultimately, the place that happened, you would, I mean, no, no one would have guessed that's where it was going to be. I mean, like you said, with all the success that you had at Scotland, it ended up being at this AAU tournament where you got discovered. Um, what are some of the things that you're looking forward to, you know, at San Jose State, your first, you know, your, your first year there? Uh, for me, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm want to make noise as a freshman. I mean, not many freshmen can come in and just make their mark felt and their main and their name known, especially guys who are not, you know, McDonald's all Americans or stuff like that, you know? So, for me, I have that belief that I can do that and just uh, make my name known around the nation and just not only me, but also, you know, put San Jose on and just make them respected uh, as, a, as a school, as a, as a basketball organization, just like the other big name colleges you got, like people think of. But uh, and my goal is to get myself better, develop and also make my teammates better and develop and just also make them and let them know when I first come on campus is that I'm here to, to play. I'm here to uh be a leader up here to, you know, help and contribute to whatever success that we may reach. And that's where my mind is at. Let me ask you this. What are you, what are you looking to add to the team and what do you feel you could contribute, you know, immediately, even as a freshman? Uh, I think my energy and the way I approach the game will definitely be one thing that, uh, that they'll notice. Um, I mean, for me, I feel like the, uh, 
my work ethic. They'll they'll admire my worth work ethic, and then they'll see how my how my skill my skill level my talent, and whether how I score the ball or how I play defense or how I get guys going other guys going and create for them, and all that all that stuff. I mean, it'll it'll be easier when I get on campus to see. I mean, what I can uh, bring to the team. But right now, I mean, I think you know just me being. Uh, just me being me, honestly, would be great to the team. And I mean, I, it would be shocking because nobody would be ready for it. But I mean, I know I'm a, what I'm going to do. And, you know, my my uh, supporting my supporting cast will know what I'm going to do. So I think that's why I'm really excited because uh, I'm ready just to, just to get started and just um, make some noise just right away, you know. Two more questions, man, before we, we – uh... Two more questions before we end with our rapid fire Q and A that was in all my all my episodes with. Uh, so, what are some specific goals? Let's get specific for your first year. I'm talking about you know all, all all first team, second team, newcomer. What are some first? What are some specific goals you got for your first year on the on the court at San Jose State? I want to get freshman of the year for for a conference. I want to have an over 500 winning record. Of uh, and also I want to um you know I want to lead the team in steals as well. Uh, okay. No, I like you, man. That's a little bit of everything. Last question, man. I know, I know it's very cliche, but you know, let's go ahead and speak life into it. Cause you know, so we could go back and listen to this episode, you know, years from now and say, he called it. What, what's the big vision? What's the big vision for Myron Amy? Go to the league and not just go get to the league. Like I always say, I want to make my name felt when I get there. I want to uh, have, you know, kids or uh, even older, older people remember me and be like, man, he was, that I mean, that guy really made uh really did some when he got there. You know, whatever I do, I want to inspire young, younger and older people with my story, and that's why I want to get to a platform to do that. And I know I'm a, I'm a work to get to the league. I know it's not uh it's not a high percentage, but I'm a work to be that percentage of people to get there. So yeah, definitely. Well, your story already defied a lot of odds. To be perfectly honest with you. Uh, yeah. it, so, so to me, you just continue to divide odds all the way to the top, man. So, uh, you know, I, I think your success is irrefutable and, you know, you definitely got a fan in me. That's for sure. Let's go ahead and end with some fun Q and a brother. So nothing too serious. Just the first thing that pops in your head that I always end all my episodes with. So first thing, what's your go-to move? Uh, double between the legs. Okay. That, that, that sounds nasty, bro. That sounds cold. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, who's currently your favorite player in NBA and who's your favorite player of all time? Steph Curry's currently Michael Jordan of all time. Okay. All right. Wasn't sure if you were going to drop Kobe in there, but okay. Let me ask you this then. You probably, then I probably I, well, here, let me ask this then. Uh, and rest in peace, but Kobe or LBJ? Kobe. Okay. Trey or Luca? Luca. Luca? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 hey, AI or Steph? I know you're young, but Allen Iverson or Steph? I know. I got to go with AI. Hey, there we go. Now we're back. We're good now. Now I'm just playing. Uh, what's what's the go-to song? What's the what's the album you listen to on the way to workout today? What's the go-to? Uh, little Baby. Little, I, I can't even – I just listen to a lot of Little Baby. I got them on shuffle play. I ain't going to lie. Okay. No, that's good, man. Uh, best advice you've ever received from Mark? Uh – uh, act like a pro, think like a pro, look like think a like pro. Think like a pro. Okay. Yeah. Best best advice you received from your dad? Uh, just fight. Uh, always fight through adversity. You're gonna go through ups and downs, but you. This is how you keep fighting and keep your head up. Favorite shoe of all time? 
Got to go with the, I say the Jordan, Jordan fives, Jordan fives. All right. No, last one here. Number one advice you have for aspiring basketball players right now. Number one advice. Uh, advice. I just say um, basketball is like a way of life and you just got to, that's how you got to treat it. And you got to respect it that way. As well. I mean, whether it's a good day or a bad day, you got to, People, you got to keep on fighting like um, it's your last it's your last time on the court. So that's all I got to say. I love it, man. Well, listen, man, I, I definitely appreciate you, you know, getting on the pod. I think your story is an amazing story. Um, obviously, it's still unraveling. I think, you know, obviously you're just you're scratching the surface, but I think what you've accomplished thus far, you also you always have to, you know, celebrate every success. And I think you, you've definitely achieved a lot. You should definitely be proud of yourself. The resilience is admirable. And like I said, you know, the success is, the success is irrefutable. It's going to come uh, just because of the belief, the support system, and the hard work that you put into it. And I just think a lot of people, you know, this was some straight talk today. I really think that people could get a lot of value and content from this, but I really want to thank you for coming on the pod, brother. Uh, thank you for inviting me as well. Appreciate no, it. You got it. You got it, guys. Hey, listen, if you guys want to continue uh, following, uh, you know, MJ's uh, journey, you can follow him on the gram. His IG handle is official underscore Myron underscore Amy underscore. So let me go and give that to you. So make sure you give him a follow. That's official underscore Myron, M-Y-R-O-N underscore Amy, A-M-E-Y underscore. Give him a follow. Uh, you know, my guy stays active. So you can see, you know, his journey all throughout. Uh, you know, I just want to thank you guys for, you know, for joining me for another Straight Talk with Strahan. Continue having a best day, guys. God bless. Thanks for tuning in to another Straight Talk with Strahan podcast. And if you haven't done so already, click the subscribe button and make sure to follow him on Instagram at Strahan, S-T-R-A-Y-H-A-N-D. And we will catch you on the next episode.